Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the No Room for Doubt podcast. I am so, so grateful that you're here in your hundreds, in your thousands downloading this podcast. That is super, super fun. So today I'm going to dive right into this episode. Today we're going to be talking about the recipe to achieve a 90 day goal. As it's so interesting because I do describe myself as a manifestation coach. However, the way I approach manifestation, you may have noticed, is very different from the way that manifestation is typically spoken about in the world. And the reason and my approach to manifestation that is so different is probably one of the reasons why you're here listening to this and why you're attracted to the way that I do work. So one of the things that I say about manifestation is that manifestation is part maths and part magic. And what I mean by that is when we think about maths, we can always rely on the maths to tell us the truth about what is and what isn't. You will never add two plus two and get a different number other than four. You will never, you know... do 12 times 12 and get a different answer other than 144. And I think the most valuable thing that I could teach you as a coach, whether you're just listening to this podcast, whether you're following my Instagram content, whether you've purchased a journal and you're working on your 90 day goal, or whether you are one of my clients and you are in Stuck to Unstoppable or you're considering joining Stuck to Unstoppable, the most where we spend most of our time is really dialing in the maths of your 90-day goal, or sometimes I call it the recipe of your 90-day goal. And it doesn't matter what your 90-day goal is. I've had clients who have had 90-day goals to create 10k in 90 days like Jade on the podcast or Tasha's goal which was to sign three new design web website design clients. I've had personal goals which were to sell out the 90-day journal um to create the 90-day journal and sell it out in 90 days. It doesn't matter what the outcome you're wanting to create is, the recipe for creating that goal is always going to be the same. And I'm going to talk about that recipe in this podcast. One thing I also want to say as well, if I go back to my um, philosophy, the idea that manifestation is part maths and part magic, one thing that I love about manifestation is that There are so many things that you can't explain and you can't control. When you start a goal, I think you have this idea of how you think you're going to achieve the goal, but it's just, there's no way you can predict all the weird and wonderful things that would happen, all the spontaneity, all of the things that feel so aligned. For example, I, um, 
set this intention for myself at the beginning of the year that I wanted to do more brand collaborations. And particularly, I wanted those brand collaborations to involve in-person events and speaking events. And one Saturday, a few Saturdays ago, I had made a plan to go out with my friend and go and play a game of dodgeball. (laughs) So I'm very into sports lately and I'm very into doing social sports that involve me meeting new people and having fun and working out. And so I had got dressed, got ready. I'm going to go and play netball. I hadn't bought a ticket yet. And I said, okay, don't worry. I'm going to buy one when I get on the bus. And then I got on a bus, went to buy a ticket and they had all sold out. (laughs) So I wasn't able to go to netball, but I had got dressed and I was really excited and happy for the day. And I thought, oh, well, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to go home now that I've got the bus and now I'm in the center of my town. I'm just going to hang out here. And I remember specifically having this thought, I'm going to be open to what today can bring me. Like, I'm going to be open to today still being a good day, even though my plans have changed. And so I walked around some of the shops in uh, where I live. I ended up going for a coffee And I was sitting at this table and there was a group of people and they were talking about something that sounded really interesting. They were talking about this project that they were working on. And what happened is many of the people of this group left and then there was just this one woman. And I just, me being me, I turned to her and I said, hey, like what you're talking about sounds really interesting. Can I ask like what you're working on? And then she tells me about this project that hearing it I just got lit up like hearing her talk about her passion and her enthusiasm and then she starts asking me what I do and then we realized that actually just by us meeting there is a really big opportunity for us to collaborate and to work together and uh, we're about to step into some meetings now but what our intention is is that there will be an opportunity for me to work on this project obviously I can't say anything about what it is but it would be super exciting and it's something that I've personally had on my heart and so those sorts of opportunities those things of like randomly walking into a coffee shop and meeting someone who can help you achieve your goal and help you achieve the impact that you want to create in your world that cannot be planned that very spontaneous spontaneous us being in the same place at the same time cannot be planned However, if you don't get the maths part of your goal down, if you don't get the predictable part of your goal down, you actually don't have the space for things to spontaneously happen within your life. And so it's the only reason why I'm able to manifest in a way where it feels like things just like are happening for me is because I'm so good at getting the logical, mathematical parts of my goal so dialed in that the magic part I don't have to focus on pushing or forcing the magic part I can just let the universe do that magic part for me the universe sees me doing all the maths part and it lends its hand and essentially I become a co-creator of my life of my 90-day goal in partnership with the universe okay So to sum up, I really want to dial that home. To sum up, in order for you to receive the spontaneity of the universe and the magic of the universe, you must first dial in the maths and the logical functional parts of your goal. So 
let's get in to the recipe. Let's get into that maths of achieving your 90 day goal. And when you have these key sections, I break it down into five key sections. By going through this process, you will achieve the likelihood of achieving your 90 day goal is so much higher. And right now with my clients, we're having a really good sort of success rate of people going through this process and achieving their 90 day goal. Um, so the first part of this recipe is understanding your undesirable results. Okay. So the reason we essentially want to know where you are right now, you cannot get to Tokyo without knowing where you are in the world. And so often we set goals of going to Tokyo and we have no idea if we're in London, if we're in LA, if we're in the Sahara Desert. Knowing where you are and why you don't have your goal right now is in, is a, is essential information to achieving your goal, okay? Achieving your future vision. So I've spoken about this a lot on the podcast. I have a future vision for myself to own a penthouse. I actually don't know if I want to own it or rent it, but I do want to live in a penthouse and I do want it to be mine in some way. I don't know if I'm like very particular about owning it. You know, I'm not sure about that detail, but I do want to have and live in a penthouse. That's a future vision for myself. And now when we think about our future visions and our future goals, what our brain has a tendency to do is to apply judgment, blame, and to abstain ourselves from responsibility for why we don't have the goal. And I think the idea of like owning a house is a great example. When I think about that penthouse, something that had come up for me in the past is this idea that I could never own a house because of the house's prices in London. And I blame the reason why I don't own this penthouse or why I think I can't own this penthouse on house prices in London, on the idea that I haven't started saving since I was 10 years old. Like, I, like I'm not a massive saver right now. Ooh. And I might blame um, society. I might blame, you know, the fact that people of colour don't often inherit a lot of wealth. Uh, there's all sorts of things that I can blame and judge the fact that I don't have this penthouse. I can also have a lot of, like the brain can also have a big tendency to create a lot of judgment around yourself. So for example, my brain can very easily look at this goal that I have to own and live in this penthouse and say, well, you know, you're not good enough to have that, or you need to get better at spend, at saving your money. And I can, my brain like can judge myself for why it thinks I can't have that. And your brain will probably be doing this with some of your goals. It could be judging yourself, like saying, hey, you're not good enough. And like your brain comes up with all the reasons why you are wrong and why, you know, you're not worthy or good enough to have your goal. And your brain is going to have even more reasons to blame society, blame the world, blame your past, blame your parents, blame your neighbors, blame, you know, the people that you work with for why you don't have your goal judgment, blaming and complaining are two of 
are three of the things that are so, so unnecessary to achieve your goal. Simply, if you want to get to Tokyo, there's no point judging yourself for being in the Sahara Desert. It's going to be much more effective for you to drop the blame, drop the judgment, accept that you're in the Sahara Desert right now and create a plan to get to Tokyo. But so many of us, we look at our big audacious goals and they may be, we look at our vision board and our future self and the vision that we have for our future. And it may be drastically different from where we are now. And we fall into blaming ourselves and feeling so much shame because we feel so far away from our goals. What this first section is all about is understanding where you are in the world. Where are you in terms of achieving your goal? Why are you there in the world? Why is it that you haven't launched your business yet? Why is it that you haven't created the money that you want yet? Why is it that you haven't been able to get the clients for your creative service business yet? And we do that in a non-judgmental, non-blaming way by looking at the thoughts and the beliefs you have about that and the actions that you're currently taking. That's so essential to us. So the first section is you must understand where you are in terms of your results and to do this in a non-judgmental way and a non-blaming way. The second section, um, I call this section, I have a goal. (laughs) Because essentially, once you go through this section, especially once you go through this section in the program, you will finish this section having a very clear goal. What's been interesting is that as as people have been buying the 90-day journal and they've been receiving the 90-day journal, one of the most frequent questions I get is, how do you pick a 90-day goal? And I want to start to answer that here in this podcast. I'm not going to be able to go fully in depth as I would like just because of time and because this is a podcast, but I am going to signpost you to some key information that you need to know in terms of achieving a goal. So first things first is to know what is the purpose of setting a goal? A purpose of setting a goal is not to not to discover if you're for failure or a success or not. The purpose of setting goals is to move your life in an intentional direction to where you want to end up. Let's take my example of the penthouse. If I'm thinking in the next 10 years or so, I want to be living or owning or renting a penthouse, that even if I want to achieve that goal in 10 years, there 100% are things that I need to be doing now in my life in order to make that goal possible. And I can choose to have a 90-day goal, several 90-day goals that will move me in the direction of guaranteeing that result for myself. And when it comes to your 90-day goal, you first must have a vision for where you want to go. What is it that you want to do? What do you want your life to contain and consist of? And I've recorded a podcast a few episodes back and it's called Your Future Self. So if you don't have a vision yet, I do recommend that you go back and have a look at that, have a listen to that episode. 
Okay, so first things first is you need a big, large vision. This vision doesn't have to be filled with details. My personal vision for my life is filled with details just because I spent so much time visualizing it, thinking about it and trying to live from that place now. But where you are just starting, your vision might just be, I want to be a successful designer or and that's totally okay. However, when it comes to your 90-day goal, you really want to make sure that you're setting a goal that is clear and objective and something that you'll know when it's finished, okay? So if you set a goal, a 90-day goal, and your 90-day goal is at the end of the 90 days, I want to be a successful designer, or at the end of the 90 days, I want to be a wealthy creative, these are examples of goals that are very difficult to achieve. And the reason why is because you've got so much subjectivity in that goal. If your goal is to be a successful designer, you don't really have any indication of when that will be achieved. You could call yourself a successful designer when you draw something and you turn it into your first prototype. That could be successful you for you. Your success, a successful designer could be when you sell your first product, when you sell your first 100 products. It's so subjective that if we were to take that into a court of law and you were to say, hey, look, I've done this and now I'm a a successful designer or I'm a successful creative, we have no idea like what you're really talking about and when that goal can be achieved. It's really vague. You want to make sure you're goals are very objective, i.e. when you achieve this goal, it will be a fact of your life, okay? So here's what I mean. Instead of saying, I want to be a successful designer, a fact could be success to me looks like selling 100 products and your your 90-day goal therefore then becomes, I'm going to sell 100 products of whatever, your 90 day goal could be I'm going to be I'm going to produce my first prototype and get it stocked in a store. And the reason being is that when you get your product stocked in a store, it will become a fact of life. Like if you took that fact into a court of law, we could see evidence, you could prove it and we would know that your goal has been achieved. Um, So this is why when you hear people talk on the podcast, their goal is financial. So I'm thinking of Jade here. Her goal was a financial goal, even Tasha. She had a financial goal, okay? But the impact of achieving those financial goals in her life was about creativity. It was about living a certain type of lifestyle. So Jade has gone on to work on some amazing creative products and she describes herself as this sort of, you know, creative that is living that creative dream. And the same with the podcast that I did with Tasha. She talks about making pancakes in the middle of the day, waking up without an alarm clock, going for walks and feeling very aligned. And the only reason why she's able to achieve that kind of lifestyle is because she has the fact of the financial goal. And so I think a lot of the time, especially creatives, there can be a lot of resistance to setting a financial goal because money isn't the main reason why you do your creativity or you think that maybe you think money is bad or that it's wrong to earn money. But what I really want to make a case for is that 
creating the fact of money will allow you to achieve and experience that lifestyle that you want. If you are wanting a lifestyle where you have more time to spend on hobbies, you have more time to spend with your friends and family because your relationships are really important. Having money in the bank to pay for your rent is, is going to be essentially a huge part of you being able to receive that and experience that luxury of time. So that's a really important thing that we have to get clear. So to summarize, the second part of this process is that having a goal, having a clear goal, a clear like stake in the sand objective that so you know when this goal has been achieved, it will become a fact in your life. And you know that you're doing this right and you're setting the right goal because you won't have any fluffy language, okay? You won't have successful, nice, pretty, happy. Those, that kind of fluffy language won't be present in the goal when you've set a really clear and definitive 90-day goal. One of the key questions I ask my clients is, how many times are you willing to attempt this goal? Often we set goals and we're only willing to try once. We're like, I want to go on a date and I want to meet a guy. And we go on a date, we experience failure. And then we are not willing to try again. We're like, no, I'm deleting the apps. Dating is horrible. I'm not doing it. I had that one bad experience. It was terrible. And we have this idea with our goals that we should try once and it should happen the first time or we should try three times and it should have happened on the third time the second part to setting a goal is really knowing how many times are you willing to attempt this and to fail when I started my podcast I remember saying to myself okay I'm gonna give myself a year to see where this goes like meaning I'm willing to show up to give my whole heart to fail to try for a year and then after that year I'm gonna evaluate and see if this is something I continue to continuously want to do For myself, I have a 90-day goal where I am working on achieving this 90-day goal, but I've actually given myself four attempts. So I've decided that I'm going to have the same 90-day goal four times throughout this year, if that makes sense. So a secondary part of setting a goal is understanding how many time, how many attempts are you willing to give? Is it six? Is it nine? Is it 10? Is it unlimited is this a a 90-day goal that you really want to achieve and you're willing to try several times it's kind of like baking a vegan cake if I said to you you have to develop a recipe to bake a vegan cake you may get your ingredients together and put that and do your best to bake a vegan cake but you do it knowing that the first time you do it, it may not come out as tasty and as yummy as you want it to. So how many times are you willing to mix up that batter to bake a cake, to taste test it and to go again and again and again? That information is really important to you. And if you're saying to yourself, well, I need this to happen now, like this is an urgent goal, I can only, I only have one attempt or otherwise I'm going to die. Life is going to be, life is going to end. I'm not going to be successful. That's really important information for you to know. And you're really going to want to dive deep and explore why you think your goal has to happen now. I would, I would definitely look into and examine some of those thoughts around that. The third part of this recipe is 
to create a belief plan. Now, a belief plan, the way I want you to think about this third part, it's your thinking and feeling process to how you're going to achieve your goal. So I remember sharing this on my Instagram stories and so many people thought that this was so valuable. And when it comes to setting a goal, you can either have tell the story of your vision and tell the story of how you're going to achieve that goal and how much you could believe in it. Or you can tell the story of your trauma, of your past, of or why you're not good enough and why you don't think you can achieve that goal. Essentially, you cannot achieve a goal while also believing that it's not possible for you. Okay, so if we take the example of me wanting to live in a penthouse, if I have the belief that, hey, it's not possible for me to live in a penthouse because I'm a woman of color, because I don't earn enough, because it's hard for me to make money, because I don't know how to save, because I can't buy a house, because house prices in in Britain are really high. If I have all of those beliefs and all of those thoughts, it's going to be impossible for me to achieve that goal. So the belief plan is looking at how do I shift my thoughts from it's not possible, it can't happen, look at all the obstacles I have in my way, shifting your focus from all the obstacles and shifting it to the belief that it's possible and the belief in how you are going to achieve this goal. This is so important. Let's say if my 90 day goal was to live in a penthouse and I go after that 90 day goal, I view penthouses, I save, I get all this money to get like, and I do all of the action steps. If I have the belief that it's hard for me to save up a deposit, or that it's hard for me to buy a house, every time I win in terms of my 90 day goal, I'm also going to be holding myself back in some way, because my beliefs aren't in alignment to my 90 day goal. And so this is why I think the journal, the Future Self 90 Day Journal has been so effective is because what every day when you show up to that journal, it's forcing you to challenge your beliefs around failure, around why you think it's not possible and to get you in the mindset of, hey, this goal is possible and it's possible for you now. And that is a really essential part of your goal setting. It's what are you going to believe? How are you going to think? How are your negative thoughts going to stop you from achieving those goals? And which thoughts are you going to choose instead that are going to directly support your goals? And one really important part of the 90-day goal process is that the 90-day goal process essentially your focus shouldn't be on achieving a goal. That sounds like a massive paradox, so don't stop listening there. I want you to listen to this whole sentence that I'm going to say. The point of a 90-day goal isn't to achieve a goal. The point of a 90-day goal is to continuously believe for a full 90 days that what you want is possible. The difference in how you approach your life, knowing that something's possible, believing that it's possible for 90 days is totally different. It's a different energy from, I'm just going to give this a go. I'm just going to have a try. And when I'm working with my clients, the majority of our focus isn't on 
the outcome. Like we're not super attached to the outcome. What we're super attached to is what is that client believing? And how can we shift their beliefs so that they believe it's possible? Most of us have no problem believing that we can brush our teeth or that we can shower or that we can go to our local Sainsbury's and buy the food that we want. Like we do, it's so normal for us to think that, that we don't even realize that brushing our teeth or going to Tesco's or Sainsbury's is a belief. And you have so much certainty in knowing that you know how to brush your teeth and that you know how to get to Sainsbury's because you've done it so many times. It's the same with your goal. Can I get to the place where I believe so hard in my goal that I can create certainty around it? And that truly is the purpose of the 90 day goal, believing something consistently for 90 days. And many of us have consistent thoughts about why we don't have a goal or why it isn't possible. The 90 day process really challenges you to shift that focus from why I can't do it to why I can. The fourth part of the recipe to achieving a 90-day goal is the action process. So once we have our thinking and our beliefs aligned, we know that we believe in our goal when we are willing to take big and ballsy action towards it. So when I know that I believe in my dream of owning a penthouse, when I start saving for that deposit, when I put a deposit down, that's how we know that we believe in something. Many people, and this is a huge mistake that I see, you ask them about their goals and they're like, yeah, I believe I can be successful. I believe I can be this creative. I believe I can be a designer. But when you ask them about the actions that they've actually taken, the things that are fact, like it's a fact that you emailed that store and you, you know, asked for a wholesale offer it's a fact that you've been selling when you ask people about the actions usually the list of actions is very few they've just been thinking about the goal or dreaming about about the goal that's not at all what I'm talking about if you can believe something for 90 days what this means is that you are taking action continuously you are showing up you're putting yourself on the line and you're doing whatever you can to achieve that 90 day goal And the last section of this goal is the failure plan and the obstacle plan. And I have to say, I think this is one of my most favorite things to teach. And the reason why I think it's my most favorite is because um, it's something that we never think about. We never think about planning for failure and we never think about planning for our obstacles. So a little history about me is that I used to be a perfectionist and in many many ways that perfectionist thinking I do see it and I do see it creep up every now and then and one of the things that happens if you identify as being a perfectionist is that you hear people say hey you have to fail in order to achieve your goals and yet you're like yeah I get that but I don't really want to, or I don't want people to see me fail and to think I'm an idiot. I don't want people to judge me negatively if I try and go after a goal and it doesn't work. That's what you truly think. And this way of thinking is a huge barrier because the people that think like this aren't taking action towards their 90 day goal. 
they just simply aren't making it the whole way through the 90 days like the amount of stamina that you need to put your all into a 90 day goal it requires so much failure and it really requires this like muscle of resilience it's totally a learnable skill but you do need to learn it and one of the ways I teach my clients to learn it is by creating a failure plan So it's one thing to accept that your 90 day goal is going to be built off a pile of failures. It's a totally another thing to start brainstorming and planning for all of the possible failures that could happen as you go out and achieve your goal. And if we go back to that goal that I have or that vision that I have for living in a penthouse, If I was to create a plan for that failure, I would write down all the fails that could come up, all the obstacles that I I could imagine coming up. And then I'm going to ask myself, how could I prepare for this? How could I plan for this? Like, what would I really do if that fail happened? It's really, really valuable. And you really want to make sure that you do that. And one of the pros of going through this process and doing that is you will get to the point where you realize that all so many of the failures that you are imagining and so many of the failures that you may have been so scared of aren't really things to be scared of. All you're going to feel if that failure were to happen is a thought, that thought will cause an emotion and then you can move on. That's it. And so I'm not going to say too much on the failure and obstacle plan. And the reason why is because I'm going to be teaching our entire webinar on this element and on this process. So I decided that I wanted to do a free online event and it's going to be about 60 to 90 minutes. And I really thought deeply about what could be the most valuable thing that I could teach you in that time that you could literally have you going out in the world, trying things and doing new things. And it is that element of being able to fail and to being being able to fail forward. I think a lot of us avoid failure. And that really becomes the thing that stops us to from achieving the things that we want, we aren't willing to fail. We aren't willing to fall on our faces in order to have the life that we want. And I think once you change your thinking and your perspective around failure, that is really how you become unstoppable because you're not stopped by your obstacles. It's your belief in your goal and your belief in yourself and your ability to achieve that goal that drives your unstoppableness and your unstoppable nature so so good so I'm going to be hosting the rewriting your failure webinar on the 17th of March at 7 p.m London time and within that time I'm going to teach you how to fail forwards towards your goal we're going to be looking at any failures you think have stopped you in the past and rewriting them so those failures aren't are no longer reasons why you can't reach your goal but are actually the exact things that are going to help you to achieve your outcome you're going to get actionable real life steps to turn your failures into your biggest win and you're going to learn how to process the 
disappointment and the rejection that comes up when you try something and you fail. The better you become at processing those negative emotions of disappointment, rejection, of the emotion of failure, the better you become at processing those emotions, the more fails you're going to be willing to take. Like your nervous system will actually be capable of failing more. And the thing with failure is the more that you fail, the higher your percentage of success becomes because you're going out and you're trying things deliberately. So you're, if you're working on a 90-day goal, you're going to want to sign up to this webinar. It's totally free event. You're going to get so much value and get your questions answered there. Make sure you're, if you do come, bring a goal that you're working on. And if you have a goal in mind, but you haven't set it yet because you're afraid of the amount of effort it will take you to get to your goal or the amount of failure that you think that goal will include, you're definitely going to want to get signed up to this free class so if you want to get signed up all you have to do is go to www.kyramatthews.com forward slash webinar and get your email on that list I'm so excited to be coaching you through this webinar and yeah do let me know how you're getting on with your 90-day journals and any questions that are coming up for you cannot wait to see you there and I want to thank you for listening I'll see you next week if you enjoyed listening to this podcast you're gonna want to get in touch to coach with me one-on-one we take all of these concepts and materials apply them to your brain and your business so we can get you to your next level join me by going to www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level that's www.kyramatthews k-i-r-a matthews.com forward slash next level to get your space to coach with me one-on-one i can't wait to see you there